Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,421. Be a fan. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Des Moines, Washington, Brian Goff. Hey, Brian, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. Thanks. All right. Good to talk to a fellow Pacific Northwesterner. Brian Goff is the founder and creative director of Garage Asylum, a company he started in 2012. His first career is in the floor covering industry here in the Pacific Northwest. His expertise with garage flooring and a passion for automobiles led him to the creation of Garage Asylum as a media platform for enthusiasts. Brian combined his history of participating in car shows, his love for motorsports, his skills in photographing automotive cars and shows and racing, and a passion for cross-promoting friends and racing through social media is how Garage Asylum began. Over half of his followers are from countries outside of the USA, and the concept is that of an online club of like-minded automotive enthusiasts. So Brian, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you and what you're doing. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and a very obvious passion you have for automobiles? Well, that, uh, you pretty much nailed it there. Um, it's, it's an evolving, eclectic, uh, basically follows me around with my interests. So I spend a lot of time out at Pacific Raceways and uh, LeMay Museum and various car shows when our weather's cooperating. And then uh, I get to travel, do some, uh, I've been going to Grand National Roadster Show and SEMA coming up. and. Uh, Basically, just the snowball's rolling, and I just keep going with it. Having fun with your passion. Well, 
You know, it's really cool. I have so many different guests on the show, people whose main business is automotive, people whose side businesses, kind of sidepreneurs, a bit kind of what you're doing here, people that want to create careers around their passion for cars, all the way to fabricators and designers and artists, all sorts of different people. So that's why I was uh, encouraged that you reached out to me and said, hey, I'd like to talk about Garage Asylum, what I'm doing in my life to kind of inspire other people that you can start something on your own as well. I think we live in a time where it's never been easier to reach out and communicate with people through your passion, through the social media that we all use. So I'm excited to have you here today, Brian. But as we continue on your journey, I want to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning here on cars. Yeah. So grab the wheel. Um, Be a fan. Associate with those who are also fans. It's a quote or sort of what I my, what I noted from a quote from a writer and musician, Willie Vlotten. He's a friend of a friend, and I heard him speak to it was a group of writers, and his point was, along the way, and no matter how successful you get, uh, be a fan of other people and uh, share the passion. Yeah, you know, this is an important thing, and as I mentioned earlier, if your career, your main career, isn't in the automotive sector, but you love cars, uh, there's so many ways to reach out to people and communicate that passion that you have to other people, but starting by being a fan of it. And for you, when I go to your website and I look at this long list of media events that you've attended, and you were just at LeMay Museum for one of their garage talks or their car talks that they have, which I think is fantastic. Is that how you've utilized this this mantra of yours, this saying on how you've built a garage asylum? Yes. uh, I actually kind of lived like that anyway. And then when I heard Willie say it out loud. It was sort of one of those aha things, and I actually wrote it down. And uh, a lot of my friends are fans or racers, motorsports, and so it's just easy. And then you, every car event I go to, I make either run into an old friend or make a new one. Yeah, it's pretty easy at car shows. I, I taught my son that little trick uh, when I started taking him to Pebble Beach. In fact, I found a picture the other day of him. We were both sitting in a a C-type Jaguar that he ended up getting to drive onto the lawn in with the owner just by going up to the guy and talking to him about his car a few days before Pebble. You know, just talking with people and asking them questions about their cars and their lives, which is what I do here now for a living here on Cars. Yeah, it's pretty simple. And I've yet to meet any car person that didn't want to share their story with you. Uh, it's just something very unique to to other industries, I think, uh, that people in the car industries love to share their stories. And that's what you're doing with Garage Asylum. Let's go back in time and have you share a story that instigated this passion you have for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed a car guy? Pretty sure I always had a Hot Wheel in my pocket like a lot of kids, and Speed Racer was one of my favorite TV shows. A unique one for me was, I think it was about third grade, my dad started shopping for a used Corvette, and he landed on a 68 427 Tri-Power 4-Speed Yellow one that he brought home, and that was it. It was uh, my first crush or first car crush anyway. So I spent a lot of time helping him wash it and detail it and ride around in it, of course. And yeah, so that was my first big, big moment. Big moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you mentioned Speed Racer. I uh, had a guest on the show recently that owns the official Speed Racer real car. So you'll go ahead, have to go back and listen, listen to that show. I thought that was pretty cool because that was a show. I was getting a little old for cartoons, but I still liked that show when it came out. And of course, who doesn't love the Mach 5? So, well, let's take a look at some of these roads you've driven down, Brian, and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced. More importantly, what was the lesson? So kind of take us there, walk us through that challenging time, and then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business and your life. 
I think as far especially with garage asylum in the beginning, I think everything takes longer than you think it should or assume it should. In some cases, years building following or uh, capturing attention. Uh, social media, as soon as you figure it out, it changes every time. Facebook, oh yeah, every time Facebook gets in trouble, they tweak it a little bit. It's just patience and just keep trying. I got a couple of affiliations that took a long time to get, so you just have to keep bugging them or keep earning earning your spot, and eventually you'll get it. Well, when you create an online presence like Garage Asylum, obviously the first intention is to reach out and communicate with people. And I agree with you. With Cars Yeah here, when I started, I was kind of new to all the social media. It wasn't a platform I even played on or did, I didn't have a Facebook page and I didn't do anything like that. I was more focused on the company I used to be with and promoting that company versus myself. And I had to learn all this stuff. And you're right. They keep changing the game and just when you think you kind of have it figured out someone tells you to do something different or different hashtags or whatever it might be what's a key thing that you've found that works if you could list maybe one or two that simply just seems to have worked for you to help you build what you've built i think just persistence and uh kind of again being a fan looking at what other people have done or how they're doing it and uh you know sort of stalking guys like larry chen photographer and and seeing how they do their attack their social media. People that are a little younger seem to have an advantage because they grew up with more computer use. So again, it's just sort of keeping an eye on what's going on out there and, and being active with it and, and just sort of breaking it down one bit at a time. Uh, it's not that hard. Um, and a lot of social media stuff can be, you can delete or edit posts or whatever. So it's a, it's not as tough as people. If you look at the whole big thing at one time, it's kind of freaky, but if you just break it down and, take it that way. You know, you touched on a few key things here that have worked for me as well. You mentioned Larry. He's been a guest here on the show, and he's been successful in what he's built. But I think you mentioned also, or you did mention persistence and tenacity, and you just got to stay with it, consistently providing something. If if I've learned anything, and that's why when I started Cars, yeah, I decided five shows a week. Almost everybody told me that's nuts. Now I know why they, they said that, because yeah, it's, it's a massive. It's a massive amount of work. You're guest number 1,421 in five years. So, yeah, it's uh, sometimes that number blows me away a little bit. It doesn't even seem real. However, consistency, tenacity, always being out there because there's so many things to distract us these days and there's always something new. And I'll notice some people that are very active on social media and then they go quiet for a while and you just kind of forget about them uh, because they're not there. So, that's the hard part I've experienced, and it sounds like you've been challenged by that a little bit. You just got to be consistent and always be putting uh, stuff out there. What are you putting out there on a constant basis to help drive people back to your site? Um, I So I have Facebook, Twitter, uh, the top five, Pinterest even. Uh, Facebook is the one that I use the most because it's interactive, and so that kind of helps, especially if you can get people in on a conversation with each other. It's basically a little daily you know, even if it's just a minute or two or a post or whatever. One of the things that's an advantage for Garage Asylum is it's not all original content. So if Larry posts, for example, posts a good, cool shot, I'll share it. Or a guy like Camden Thrasher or whoever. Uh, if it's uh, if I like it or it's a better shot than I've got at the same event, I'll share it. I, you know, my ego, it's not about me. It's about about that event or that, that kind of thing or event I want right. to go to, stuff like that. Well, you hit on another important thing there, and that is promoting others. I try to do that all the time, especially on Facebook, uh, where if somebody who's been a guest on my show promotes 
or show something, I try to repost and say, hey, this is a great thing that Brian's done here. You should check it out. Uh, I did that several times this morning with some pictures from some Concord events that people had taken. Uh, so I think that's key too. Supporting others, uh, providing service to others, offering things to help boost other people uh, has worked really well for me as well. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle, that car that meant something to you, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Uh, 68 AMX. Uh, my dad got it when I was in junior high. I was uh, needed some work, and so we was a father-son, restored the stock, and then it became my car, and I sort of turned around and made it not stock, but I still have it. So, so You still have it today? I do, yeah. Stuck with me all this time. Yeah, what is it you like about that car? Because that car, to me, I call those cars Mad Max cars because they kind of look like the the car that Mad Max drove on the, you know, the very first uh, Mad Max movie. Um, they have that really aggressive stance to them. They're kind of almost too short, but that's what makes it work. I don't know. It's it's to me, it's like a combination of some a bunch of muscle cars all tied in, and and then of course it's many of them came with a very powerful engine. Yeah, so. Big pull to me was that it's unique. You know, I grew up, you know, as you same. There's a lot of cool cars in the parking lot, a lot of Camaros, a lot of Mustangs, a lot of uh, great cars, uh, the muscle cars of that era. But uh, there was only one AMX in my high school parking lot. They're short, two seaters, like say, and they're they're squirrely. They'll get you in trouble if you're not careful, or vice versa. But uh, the uniqueness of it, I think, is the appeal and and the lines of it stuck with me. Yeah, of course, uh, from AMC. American Motors Corporation that produced those cars. I think they were produced from like 67, 68 to 1970, something like that. Uh, 68 was the first year. So mine's like number okay. 530, I think. So that there's three years of it. Mine was the first year. The 68 and 69 look the same. And the 70, they changed the hood. Basically a javelin with about a foot cut out of it. Basically cut the back seat out of it and shortened them up. And yeah. It stands for American Motors Experimental. There you go. Richard uh, Teague was the designer of that vehicle. Pretty cool car, and I think it's great that you still have it. Uh, since it's a car you've kept all these years, is there a seller's remorse story in your life at all, or you just keep everything that you have? Uh, I didn't. Yeah, so I kept that one, and I didn't. I just focused on it, and my other vehicles were just daily workhorse cars. So I guess for me, my dad sold that Corvette that I was talking about earlier. Uh, he sold it three years later, decided he was bored with it, and, and that was a trauma for me and so i guess <laughs> that uh that's as close as i have as the, the one that got away it'd be great if it was yeah. still in his garage but it's not yeah i've let some cars go that my son has never forgiven me for as well so uh yeah he always reminds me why didn't you keep that car like well you had a little thing called college i paid for that's where that car went that's yeah every now, I, every now and then if, sorry to cut you off every now and then if i see one i'll uh text him a picture or uh Oh, you like to rub salt in the wound. Thanks a lot, son. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, I would love for you to share more with our listeners about Garage Asylum. Uh, what's it all about? Why and how do people get involved? Uh, well, the best way to find it is uh, garageasylum.com and the social media links are on there. Um, but it's like an online. It, it, so like our common friend, uh, Don from Garage Style Magazine, it's basically a virtual version of that. It's kind of a, a magazine mostly just with pictures, but it's all just online. So it's uh, linked to other events. So I started going to shows and, and posting pictures and linking it to their events. And so the, the hashtags and all that stuff has really come along 
well, what's nice about Facebook is you can go back and edit it and add a hashtag if they didn't have it then. So it sort of ties everybody that's interested in that event or that car or that that genre together and it keeps growing. Different people getting in on social media all the time that are, you know, when they're 50s who ignored it and refused to do it and then are coming around and getting in on it. As, as magazines sort of diminish, unfortunately, it's growing. So social media is becoming media. The real stuff. Yeah, exactly. And how do people like when they go, they can either go to your uh, Instagram page, which is easy garage asylum, or you have a Facebook page where people can follow you. Um, and is it all about mostly for you what other people are doing and sharing that content? I take a lot of pictures. I'm out at different track events. Um, I get to wear a purple vest when NHRA comes to town. I get a bunch of shots there. I, I help. I'm a contributor at Pacific Raceway, so I help uh, try to draw the attention to the causes out there, road race, drag race, whatever. I like it all. Uh, so a lot of it's uh, original content and then some shared from others. So, yeah, you can follow it how, which, however you get your social media fix. You can follow Garage Asylum. Uh, Twitter is something I tied up the name years ago but sort of ignored it. I've been trying harder this year to get that going a little bit more. It's, it's interesting how some people like one one form of social media but not others. So just because I don't necessarily prefer one doesn't mean I'm missing some people. Yeah, I, I share that with you. I have a Twitter account and I post my shows there every day, but otherwise I don't use Twitter at all. It's just not something I, I engage with or enjoy. Uh, much prefer Facebook and Instagram, uh, even LinkedIn. Uh, I found has connected me to a lot of people in the professional industry. So I post my shows there every day. And of course, I have a YouTube page where you can listen to shows, but most people listen to these shows on their mobile devices. So uh, that's obviously where you can find the show as well. I'll encourage listeners to check it out, garageasylum.com. You can go there, connect to the uh, even his Twitter account if you want to follow him there. Our Instagram is a lot more interesting, I think, because of the visuals. And of course, Facebook is great too. Brian, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new ADS-2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride, and when you're ready to check out, enter Cars Yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's that's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. 
Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, we are back, and I have a very introspective question for you, Brian. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked in one of these garages that you do your beautiful floorings in, what kind of car would Brian be and why? That's an interesting question. I, I decided a 65, the year I was born, uh, Corvette. Uh, one mm-hmm. that's kind of like the uh, the one that Dennis Hopper drove on King of the Mountain. I don't know if it was that year, but uh, uh-huh. the one that's a uh, bit of uh, use and abuse, <laughs> probably going to need some body parts in the near future, but uh, <laughs> it uh, definitely embraces the, the wild, uh, or used to be wild American spirit. So I think yeah. that was, that was kind of how I lived years ago, and uh, so that's what I decided. There you go. Nice. We are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that Corvette throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, I was just recently, a couple months ago, I got to attend a, a photo workshop by Larry Chan at NJ Leno's shop. And he was talking to us and he said that, you know, just go for a car that you like. Uh, don't worry about what other people think. If, it's, if you like it, latch onto it, fix it. Fix it up, keep it, maintain it, and value will take care of itself. Well, Jay Leno, of course, I remember one of his famous quotes. I, he said, I like to buy a car that's about a 50-point car, restore it up to 100 points, and drive it back down to 50. Uh, of course, he's one of the few people that has the money to do that with as many cars <laughs> that he has. But I do uh, love and uh, admire his passion and the fact that he gets out and enjoys his cars and drives them. As they should be. Uh, they do, don't do much fun when they're not shared. And he does share his garage with the world, obviously, through his TV show and through having people at his uh, his garage, which I think is fantastic. Now, how about a personal habit of yours that you think has contributed to your successes over the years? I'm not sure if it's a habit. It may be more of a trait, but I, I have a stubborn streak. So uh, when channeled properly, it, it, it helps because you can just power through those, those times that uh, doesn't seem like anything's really working out. But. Yep, there you go. Tenacity, persistence, stick-to-itiveness or stubbornness, whatever you want to call it. Now, how about a resource? Is there one you'd like to share with our listeners? And I, I wanted to also uh, promote your, because you do have a garage flooring business up here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, what's the name of that business? Well, that's run through Garage Asylum. So I have uh, affiliates with uh, Race Deck, Ucoda, and G Floor. So there are three non-competing different ways to uh, take care of your garage floor or trailers at the Jeep floors. Perfect. And uh, how about another resource that you'd like to pitch out there? Um, I think just the internet in general and social media. If you, you know, if you look into it, like with social media, you can pick the pages you want and sort of create your own news stream. You can be less politics and more motorsports. And that's basically yep. what I get. Exactly. Yep. Now, if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? That's a tough one. There's so many that have passed that I would love to bring back for a day, but uh, I decided to lean forward, and uh, who knows, maybe it could happen. I'm going to go with Ken Block. Huge success, full business, and then got into racing, and then 
still in business and promotion. You know, he's with the Jim Connor series and the Hoonigan guys. He's got you know, a huge following of people half his age and, and you know, people, big kids too. So I think it'd be awesome to sit down and have an early morning cup of coffee with him and maybe get a ride along in the unicorn. <laughs> exactly. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners that you enjoyed reading? Yeah, Dirt Don't Slow You Down by Magnus Walker. Great book. There's some inspirational tech quotes in there that, sorry, Mom, I underlined, and uh, I've read, reread a couple times, and it's just a great story. He came here with basically nothing and built this car guy world. Yeah, I've had uh, Magnus as a guest on the show a couple times now. Um, the last time he was on was to promote that book when it came out. Uh, so you, I'll make sure I put a link to that book on Brian's show notes page. It's a great book. I always say that uh, Magnus is like my brother from another mother. We couldn't be two more opposite-looking people. He's this big, tall guy with massive amount of hair. I'm not so tall, and I don't have any hair. Uh, he doesn't worry about cars being dirty. I'm a clean freak when it comes to my cars. Uh, but you know what? It just goes to tell you, car people, when they get together, there's an instant uh, friendship that happens. Uh, he's a great guy. I really admire what he's built through social media and his videos. And the fact that he's pretty much kind of an ambassador to Porsche, which he's kind of the antithesis of the Porsche driver. But everybody calls a Porsche driver. He's like the whole other end of it. So Yeah, he's, he's the he's, outlaw. I had a chance to meet him at SEMA when he was doing a talk right as that book came out. And then I, Larry Chin did a, a photo workshop at his shop. I got to be involved in that one also. So I got to see his cars up close and personal. And they do have dirt on them and road rash and uh, rubber. And yeah, he, he drives them. Yeah, he's enjoying life for sure. All right. We are up to the checkered flag here, Brian. And this last question it can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. doesn't matter who owns it or where it is. I'm going to park it in your garage. But if you're going to play my game, you got to play by my rules. So the first one is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. You have to drive it. No garage queens. But here's the kicker. And it means you'd have to get rid of your AMX unless that's the car you want to keep. It's the only collector car you can have in your garage. What can I buy you? Um, That's a tough one, too. Uh I decided to go with uh, AMX-3. It was a prototype. They made, I think, six of them. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't get to actually produce them. Uh, mid-engine car it was going to be a beast, and uh, there's a few of them out there. So yeah. Now, that car, I believe they had one of those on the lawn at Pebble. Uh, not no, Actually, fairly recently, it was a gold color, kind of a metallic gold-orange color. I'm not sure about that one. There's a red one, and I have not, I've never seen one in person, but uh, they're, they're out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's the car that I think it was, uh, absolutely stunning-looking car. And, and tell you what I thought when I first saw that car. I still have all my old Matchbox and Hot Wheel cars, and there's a Hot Wheel car that I have that looks an awful lot like this car. It's a metallic brown. I forget what it says on the bottom. Um, I'm pretty sure it does not say AMX prototype car, but it, it, when I saw this AMX, it reminded me of that Hot Wheel, which was one of my favorite Hot Wheels forever. I didn't care for the, the brown color, but uh, it's a stunning looking vehicle. So uh, unique choice. Uh, and that's the car that would uh, make you or help you get rid of your current car. Yeah, not a bad AM, swap. Trade an AMX yeah. for an AMX, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, that's pretty cool. Very sweet ride. I think you'd have a, a great fun. And of course, living up here in the Northwest where I live, uh, you'd have to give me a couple rides. Maybe we go out to the mountains there and uh, some of those wonderful roads in eastern 
part of uh, Seattle area and Washington. Brian, you've taken me on a great ride today. I want to thank you for stepping in here today and talking about Garage Asylum and what you're building here. I think it's fantastic. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that AMX3 prototype? I think play the game so everybody wins. Uh, I try to do it that way, and if, if more people did, I think it uh, everything would be better. Absolutely. What's, the best, again, the best way for listeners to learn more about you and Garage Asylum? Uh, garageasylum.com has the links to, to all our social stuff, and uh, or I guess do a Google search. There's a couple things that are probably out there. I think they're all good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Brian's show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com. Type in Brian. He spells his name B-R-Y-A-N, last name G-O-F-F-E, and you'll find Garage Asylum. Check him out. It's pretty easy to find if you just Google Garage Asylum. Follow him on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you play in the social world. Brian, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Great. Thanks. And maybe I need to get you over to my house to help me with my garage floor. That'd be a good idea, too. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!